Hey, it's Bill Simmons from The Ringer, and this is a podcast called The Rewatchables. We have been doing it really since 2017. It started with how much we love the movie Heat. We decided to structure a whole podcast with categories, most rewatchable scene, who won the movie, Apex Mountain, what age the best. But here's the thing. If you want the full archive, you can hear them only on Spotify for free, by the way. So make sure to follow The Rewatchables on Spotify. Welcome to a special edition of the Ringer NBA show live with Thomas and Mac. You know the voice. You know who this is. Logan Murdoch. <laughs> and you know who that is, that laughter. That's my guy, Tyler Parker. Hello, hello. This is a dream come true because I am so excited to finally pod with you, pal. Oh, I'm so pumped up to see you. I, w- I was so happy to see you whenever I saw on the... Uh, it w- I mean, I, I I typically don't get too excited to look at ex- Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. It's not something I go to if I'm trying to get the blood pumping, you know what I mean? Right. But when I saw Tyler with Logan, my heart did kind of skip a beat a little bit, I do have to say. I don't, for the record, look at spreadsheets. That's I was great. told very late that this is going to happen. <gasps> I was like, yes. Anywho, yes. we are talking... Live at Thomas and Mack Center in the midst of a Wimbledon game. We don't know what the score is. We just see a monitor here with no score. We're just in the moment. We're just vibing right now. Yeah. But, Tyler, if I need to give you, if I ask for a a game and a half reaction yeah. to Wimbledon, what do you have for me? I think it's like just peaks and valleys man mm. it that the first game it was such an interesting weird gym to be in because everybody was so excited everybody was so happy and so pumped up and so ready to see something like this is the start of the rest of our lives yes. uh, like this is the new, new basketball has begun like yes. now finally from this overseas. is the dawn of a new era he has landed upon our shores and going to show us a new way yes and it was weird because there didn't feel like in the gym there was any sort of like everybody wanted him to be awesome. Yes. It was like when you hear about those like casting directors and they're like, no, you don't understand the room. Everybody wants you to be the exact right person for it. Mm-hmm. We want it to be them. We want them to do awesome. Everyone's pulling for them. That was how it felt in the gym. Like everybody was so anytime he touched the ball. Yeah. It was shoot it. Yes. Like it was like AAU there was stuff. Some we want Wimby chance. It was crazy. I was because I was sort of expecting some animosity or like not, if not animosity, like a little bit like, OK, like, let's see what you got. Like, yeah. OK, now you're here. Let's see. But it didn't even feel that way. It was like people were like, didn't you feel like people were like yeah. pumped up to watch him? The only comparison that I have and I was in the building for this was when Zion had his debut in 2019 yes. and there was a palpable buzz. Right. The only difference is there was a different kind of buzz for this Wimbledon thing. And I just, I, I watched the first half um, downstairs at Thomas and Mac, and it was similar there, right? Yeah. And we had just talked about it on the FanDuel show that's going to come out in eight weeks from now <laughs> um, with Tate Frazier. And, but we were talking about just, just the vibe that was going on. And like, he seemed a lot more comfortable in the second game for sure than he did in the first game. There was a lot of, it was a lot of nerves in the first game. Uh, he, he definitely belonged to be there. In the first game where there was like a lot of indecision, and not to say there wasn't indecision in the second game, but in the game when the first game where there was a lot of indecision, you could see like 
yo, if this pass goes through, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my! Even when he got dunked on, which was the highlight of the other young man's life at yes. this moment, right? Kai Jones and his Marcus Smart hair fl- flew through the air. Exactly. Yes. But th- that goes back to the nervousness from Wimbanyana because if he just he read the play perfectly, yeah, he was. If he just trusts his instincts, that's going the other way. Yeah. And this time, in the first half that I saw, like he was just making shots that were ridiculous. He made one shot across the lane. I think I don't know if it was a three pointer because I was on the other side of <laughs> right. the thing, yeah. but it was just it was just it was it was for two seconds it was basketball nirvana. He's gonna. What's so fun about him is in this second game there were a couple different like of those Boban moments where he doesn't jump but he dunks on someone, and yes. so it's but like Wimbenyama has more juice than Boban does and so there's like there was an aggression to some of the dunks like he is like slight for sure he's skinny as hell and he's gonna have to beef up but he's not like he knows how to go to the rim once he's there like he's not he's not he's not fading really I was fascinated to see like the sneaky dunks from him he cut like the, the Guys didn't know, like, oh, he's a little bit further away from the rim, and he took a pause, so maybe he's worried about my physicality. It's a little quirky. A little weird, yeah. And then all of a sudden, just he, like, leaps right up and just punches it on you. And I think that that's – I think he's going to catch a – like, he'll get caught Mm -hmm. for sure himself. Like, somebody's going to catch him early, and it'll be a big, big deal. But I think that he's going to catch a lot of dudes for sure defensively, but I, be, but I think also offensively, these little quick hitter dunks yeah. that are just like kind of face-to-face, yeah. <laughs> nose-to-nose. One of the biggest things that I got, and this bodes well for the NBA, is that every room that Wynn walks into, he is the most interesting person in the building. Yeah. And what I mean by that, like Fat Joe was at the game tonight, right? <laughs> the game before that, his first ever game, NBA shanks sanctioned game on American soil. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there on one baseline and Jerry West is on the other one and they're both kind of wanting to meet him and stuff. Yeah. Right? This was the first game also from a media perspective where it was hard to get on the floor. If you were on the floor to start the game, you better stay where you were at. Oh, you had to have a seat. For, I mean, I like I went just because I th- there th- there's a piece that I wrote for the site that'll go up tomorrow that's kind of about the Wimby debut and stuff like that and I kind of wanted to see what it was going to be like up top mm. during all of this and by this the get the game bef- the two o'clock tip that was a Bucks Nuggets game by the start of the fourth quarter of that game a whole nother game to go between the Wimbanyama thing the lower bowl was basically that's what I got here I got here three yeah. hours early and I, I was sitting next to Mike Wright who is the guy uh, he's the guy you guys need to follow for the Wimbanyama train he's based out of San Antonio works at NBA.com yeah 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 but I, I sat next to him and it was really like I'm not leaving the space right. until after Wimbanyama's <laughs> debut and a lot of people had that notion right to the point where when it was time for Wimbanyana to play, there was the overflow at Cox Pavilion, and then it was like, oh, my God, we have to get to see Wimbanyana. And yeah. then they got closed at the gates. Wow. It was lit. That's, see, like, I mean, it's, it was so, the, the games were sold out, I think, today and tomorrow because of, yeah. what, I mean, it's, it's. I've never seen a summer league like this. What is your, like, because you said you were in the room for Zion. Mm-hmm. What was, and you said that the energy was, 
different. And I experienced like it was like bustling in the during the warmups in like a playoff game kind of way before the Wimby game. What was the difference in the Zion atmosphere? Like how did, how was that different? Well, I think the biggest thing is that we had seen Zion stateside already, and we had seen a full season of Zion. It was just a matter of this is his arrival in the NBA, right? and we're going to see how it goes. Now, that Kevin Knox, when he took the ball from Kevin Knox, (laughs) got a great reaction, but I think it was just the the mystery of Wimbenyan. He's from another country. He's 7'3". Totally. You know, it was was like we're – all of our eyes were fixated um, it was like it was like if like a, any performer you want to think of the greatest of all time it was like if Whitney Houston was like about to come onto the floor sure, sure, and you sure. knew she was coming. So you see that your eyes are already fixated on the tunnel. I think my eyes are fixated on the tunnel. Like I don't even <laughs> remember the last game before the Spurs game, yeah. but I remember my eyes being on the tunnel the last four last four minutes of the game. It was so funny because like and if and if if the guys said this in the show after that after the after the first one but Yama game I apologize but there that was the that was the Houston that was the that was like Scoot and uh Amen playing against each other yeah. that game and wait also yeah that Scoot game we're going to get to that in a second yeah, yeah, cuz yeah, I yeah, do yeah, want to yeah. talk about Scoot Let's Henderson. talk about Scoot for sure but Scoot's a dude but go ahead Scoot's a dude <laughs> Scoot's a dude all caps the, the but not in a, not in the not in the slang way I more meant all caps in a you know a literary sense you know what I mean really establishing <laughs> I would never say cap in that sort of way because I know that I, like, own too many, like, dad jeans. You know what I mean? I don't think I could say cap. You can say cap. You can say whatever you want to say. You, say you just have to own it. All right. I'll own it. Let's talk about Scoot Anderson. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, but let's talk about Scoot Henderson, who was – because I was in Sacramento to watch uh, Brandon Miller, his first game, yeah. his debut. And the difference between Brandon uh, Miller and everyone else is it just doesn't seem at this point he just meets the moment. Right. Scoot got on the floor and was like, this is my team right here. But also, this is going to be my organization. And I'm setting a tone. Because I remember, and I know this is like obviously like the easiest comparison. That I, was, I was thinking about Dame Lillard's first summer league. Sure. Where... He was the star of that summer league. Yes. I think Scoot would have been there in that same level if Wimbanyana just didn't exist. Right, right, right. Because he, there was a couple plays where he starts down the floor, he shakes the fuck out of somebody, hits a jumper, and it was like, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm not surprised about this. I was talking to somebody even just like to juxtapose that with Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is fading away. Yeah, yeah, Everything, yeah, yeah. it just seems like it's a fade away. Maybe that's why, like, Jordan liked him because he saw a lot of himself <laughs> in it, right? Just the fade away and everything. Scoot was very intentional on every single play. And that's what I said um, during the FanDuel show that's going to come out whenever it comes out, probably next year. <laughs> next year. Um, for Christmas. I Catch saw, it for Christmas 2025. But I, I, I said the exact same thing. But, like, it was just so many intentional movements of Scoot. And that's what I think about, I like about him. And what I was going to say, what I said on the FanDuel show was, it's I, I do think that because the, the case for Scoot having the uh, rookie of the year is that he is going to be so ready to just be that guy yeah. in a way that Wimby is going to have a lot of growing pains. He is going to go – Scoot is going to go full go at all times. Yes. And if he plays enough games, I think he's probably going to be rookie of the year. I love – 
you, the word intentional. That's what you're exactly right, Logan. That's what it like. There's a there's like he plays like I'm supposed to dominate. I'm supposed to be out here, and I'm the dude. I'm the guy out here. Yeah. And like that's how he conducts himself, and I don't like I I don't. I don't watch Scoot ever and think like you're in over your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there is a um, the attitude that's there mixed with the physical. Like the it, you got to see him in person. Like he just is like that's what everyone says. It really is like a the the, the there's a there's like a force with which he moves. Like not just like like even when he's running. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of dudes jump with force. A lot of dudes are like, you know, like, if it's some situation on defense, like, they're really moving. Like, when he's running down the floor, the guy's, like, going as hard as possible. Yes. And there's something about that that, like, not all young dudes are that way. Not all dudes in the league are that way. But there's, like, a cons- there's a consistency to his, like, um... I'm going to dominate all the time. Like, it's going to be an every possession thing. That's like the vibe you get off of him. And those are the guys that, you know, like, can... And you don't want to say change cultures because obviously Dame's, you know, like... It's a continuation it's, it's of a culture. Con, it's a continuation. Like, it's to, to, to have a guy at the point of attack like that, like, that's... It's just huge for everything. And you can tell that dudes like playing with them. Like, yeah. they just... But it's just interesting because, like, I always think about you know, what it takes to be a a franchise star. That's yeah, yeah. like my that's that's kind of my project every time in my mind to think of like, is this guy gonna be is he gonna carry a franchise? Could he right? do it? Yeah. Could he do it? And the intangibles are you have to be one, you have to play hard. Yes. You have to have intentional scoring, assist, and rebounds because there's a difference between intentional box scores. Yeah. And we see this all the time, the empty box scores. You see this guy and they he, he has his 28 8 and 8, but his team lost by 30. You got to be able to like hold people accountable on every level about everything. Yes. Like it can't like if to you're to the point where it's kind of annoying. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like think about all the greats, right? Kobe, kind of annoying. For sure. LeBron, kind of annoying. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Yes. Like the Michael Jordan, very annoying. Yes. Scoop has the potential to be constructively annoying. For sure. <laughs> For sure. There, Scoot is... Like, I don't know if Brandon Miller is constructively annoying at No, this no, point. no. And I don't... And I don't Sorry, know Tate. That, yeah, I, I love you too, Tate. I don't know that... I don't know that, like... There's an intimidation factor with Scoot, right? Yep. Like, there's like a... Like, um... I'm here now, and you're gonna deal with me no matter what. And like you say, like with Miller, there does just seem to be like a little bit of fading. And I, the thing with Miller, I worry it. Like I think Miller's got some, like got some shit to his game, right? Like there's like there's some um, there's some like ISO creation stuff there that could be pretty interesting if used the right kind of way. You know what I mean? Sure. But he also just seems like he's gonna have a lot of seven for 24 nights you know what i mean like i think Lamelo's gonna make his life a lot easier but i don't see i'm i mean just i'll just use your word again because i do think it's like the intentionality there in the way that he plays like there's a there's a um 
you get the sense that Scoot knows what he also what he wants everyone else to do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that there's like a chessboard kind of mentality there where it's like, I'm in charge of the way that this shit moves. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that Mill. I think Miller's just kind of like, I know how I handle things and let me figure that out. He, it seems like, I don't know. And it's very early. And I do want to stress we that it's really ridiculous early. We're being very ridiculous. We just basically said that Scoot is a Hall of Famer <laughs> after seeing him one game. Yeah, who cares? But from right now, like... One of the things with Brandon Miller in the, in the in the small sample size that I've seen, not like not standing out from the group in the way that you want a superstar to stand out from the group. No, I mean he, he don't get me wrong. Like he put Wimby on his ass the other night, and it was like cool to see. Like I he think also in Sacramento when he had his. Uh, 50-11 turnovers. He did have a great move where he like slipped and fell, but then he had one of these right, right. like these <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's probably what Jordan saw. I was like, that's me. That's the that's it, me. Because it was a Jordan like like I'm gonna glide into Biden. The in play the improvisation type of stuff. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful play. No, no, no. He's got like I think he's gonna have moments. Like I think he's gonna have these like Instagram moments, like these highlights, right? But I but I'm with you that just when taking the entire game into account and how he's affecting everything. Yeah. Just Scoot seems like the type of dude that's going to like really imprint himself on every game that he's in. Yes. Like whether he's making shots or not. And I don't think that that's necessarily going to be able to be the case for Miller right off the bat. And so I think that's what there's like a force of nature element with Scoot that's not there with Miller. Okay, most important part of the show. What's your hottest take from Summer League? <sighs> My hottest take from don't, Summer League? Don't, don't act like you don't have any because I know you're, you would be lying if that was the case. My hottest take from Summer League is that, uh, like, Anthony Black's all rookie. Why is that? State your case. Because I, I just love the playmaking. There's, like, there's something about his passing that, to me, is... It's not cream of the cream of the crop. It's not going to be like top five in the league, but there's something to the way that he processes things. And the, like he gets to those weird spaces on the floor. Like, you know how Steph, like the handles so. Are you comparing this, this not young at man all. to Steph? Not at all. Okay. I'm going to land the plane. Hold on. Okay. You know how he like, because people are so worried about the shot and the handle's so tight. Like, he, he gets to these weird spaces on the floor that not a lot of dudes operate. Yeah. Black is tall enough and keeps his dribble enough and is willing to, like, try some shit with passes enough that he'll get into these, like, kind of, like, dead man short corner situations with, like, two dudes kind of on him. And you're like, well, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And then he'll kind of abracadabra out of it and then hit some dude cutting to the rim. That, There's, like, a... What, 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 what usually, like, pulls at your heartstrings? It, it's, uh, like... What he does, yeah. What are those qualities that that just pull at your heartstrings of like, okay, you got me. I'm here. All right, I'm here. It's this. It, you know what it is. It's the. It's the. It's the ability to make those passes, but then also kind of like have the like showmanship to be like. Do you like a little asshole in your players? I love. A, you got to have it. I think you got. I like. I think that I, I heard a guy say once like. A player better have some motherfucker to him, or else they're not going to make it. And I believe that strongly. And I uh, and th those are the players that I respond to the most. Are like, who's your favorite motherfucker player of all time? Nick Van Exel. Oh yes, 
I saw him and go number thirty-seven. Go, uh, yeah, number, you saw number, like I saw thirty-seven Nick Van Axel yeah. in the flesh, where he basically shoots a college three as a free throw. Yeah, because it was more in his range. I don't. What an answer. Yes, like bar of the century. Yes. If also, you think about shows it. basketball smarts. Totally, totally. What do you have a guy who's like this is my. Like if like or what what is your thing like who's who's the, who, what's your hot take? Do you have like one that loaded loaded ready to go? Like a like a dude who you're like from here? Sure. Uh, I don't know. What about just in general? A hot take <laughs> on a guy. Or is there like in the same way that you asked me? You know, that, okay, you know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. Uh, the guy that I love. What's what? up, homie? Somebody just, just jumped. Some, get, hey, we are on live at one of these yeah. like these sound Some stages here. Some kids getting here. air. They're Some getting air back getting here. Time. We see you, youngin. It's great. There's a lot of hey. We see him. We see him. Yeah, yeah, y'all can all jump. Somebody just did a John ja Morant dance. Yeah, John ja Morant it's dance. It's great. I'm sure they have no idea what this show is doing. No, is happening. And, you know, we John, ja, we hope you for the best. Uh, get you know, get well soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, the person that I love right now that that fits all of my characteristics as a player. Yes, Malik Monk. That's great. I saw him play a lot during the postseason in that yeah. first round series, and it was kind of an. And I saw him play the year before with the Lakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I was just like, "This is the guy that I love to watch." The, and the qualities are: I just need fuck it. Yes, that's my quality. Yeah, 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 fuck yeah, 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 yeah. And fuck you. Yes, <laughs> fuck it, and fuck you. If you think that it's not my time. Fuck off. Yes. I'm going to show you because I've been waiting to get in this situation for a long time. Yes. And here's 30 plus for your ass because like I'm finally here. Bro, he went into the Thunderdome of Chase Center and said, I don't give a fuck. It like that was one of those things like I'm sure for all like people that were Monk fans and everything like to see him finally in that environment like really showing out and just like be like going way beyond meeting the moment right yes like being like actually this moment was made specifically for me yes and i'm gonna like De'Aaron. i get it you're the guy but just let me flex for a while yeah like there was something it was just so, so uh, that's a great answer yeah no i'm excited are you what? What are you? What are you? I mean, the Kings. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? I'm kind of like torn on the Kings because I'm not yet convinced that they're going to take the next step yet. Right. I think they're going to be a six seed fringe playing team at this very moment. Yeah. Because I, they showed a lot last year. Yeah. But I think we're going to remember this year as probably one of the worst Western conferences ever. Um, yeah, especially during the regular season. That's interesting. And they were probably the worst three or four seed that they that we've ever seen. That being said, they went toe to toe with the champs. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody because uh, I was in Sacramento before. I was talking to some people from out there, and I think the biggest disappointment was that they saw the uh, the, the Warriors as big brother. And they didn't feel they had enough fuck you in them. Yeah. Right? Right. They kind of looked at the ring a lot, right? And I think that that's something that they wish that they could have back. Yeah. That game seven. And it's that's just experience, right? Yeah. Like, Steph Curry's a generational superstar. For sure. And they wish that they didn't hold them to as much reverence as they did. They did. The, 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 
the fear was a, like not appropriate. It was a little bit there were they they were walking on too hallowed a ground. You felt like definitely, and like you got to understand too. There's a dynamic that the Sacramento Kings kind of like not. I, they look up to the Warriors in a lot of ways, and a lot of their personnel. No, I mean, are, I feel like Vivek's been like pretty open about that, like the, trying. I mean, even going back to like the Buddy trade, like he's like, you can shoot, he can <laughs> shoot like Steph, shoot like Steph, uh, like, like yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of that. And then they played the Warriors, and they're like, okay, now you got a front row seat to this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that a lot of the players and a lot of the coaches were like, man, we should have just said fuck them. Hopefully they come back with that. I mean, I, I, that, that it, is one of my it, favorite. It starts and ends with De'Aaron Fox, though. De'Aaron has to make that leak. If he's in the MVP discussion next year, right. like, I think that he has another gear in him. If he's in that discussion, the Kings are a 51 team. It's not if Sabonis, is, but if Sabonis is acting kind of like how he did in the postseason, right, right where he's just kind of flailing and everything, yeah. he, he's like 08 Pau Gasol. Sure. Right at this point, sure. where he's a guy that can play really well, but he needs a bit more toughness in him. It will be to see them after experiencing all this success, getting all that experience on that stage, and re and in a lot of ways, like looking really good. You know what I mean? Like you're right. Like came up, you know. A little small in the end there, but like for it to be their first go round, like really showed out. I felt like, and to see Fox playing like that through injury and really like kind of being a dog the whole time, yeah, not just offensively but defensively too, like really like showing up when they needed him. Sure, it was super exciting. I want to see what like I want to see what Sabonis looks like with two healthy hands. Mm -hmm. Like he still had that whole thing going the whole year. Sure. And so I want to see what that's like, but I'm with you that I'm trying to see him throw a bow at Draymond Green. If somebody steps on his chest, you do, uh, you do want to see some, I kind of like, want to see some retaliation, some constructive retaliation. You want to see some sort of like, even if it's not like a big thing, some like, Hey, we're not going to get pumped. Yeah. Like you're not going to like the stuff that Mike Brown said, like yes. you'd like to see the players, all the players act like that or whatever. And I don't think like Sabonis necessarily got punk punk, but I'm with you that like you want to see more get back from him in those sorts of situations. What are your thoughts on the, on the uh, midseason tournament? Like I'm. Are you a traditionalist? I'm not a traditionalist, but I'm also like, I don't want to just like change some shit just because like you're bored. It's like just because like Adam Silver's bored or whatever, you know what I mean? Or like he wants to do some stuff. Like I think, I think it could be cool. I think that there's a world where it's a success in the way that like, like I, I thought the Elam ending was going to be stupid in the All-Star game. They started doing that. I was like, hey, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I thought the they, plan was going to be stupid and then and it's it, kind of great. And so I like I could see a world where if it is like you're getting to see these kind of like young up and coming teams who like are you catch them at the right time before injuries hit some of these teams and they can kind of ride a wave. And maybe you get some of these situations where like these teams that don't get put on national TV enough. Yeah. Maybe through that, like just like, more fancy. The Kings are going to try hard for that one. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Joey, yes. and we were just like rattling off the teams that would be just really bout it in those ones. I'm thinking about the Memphises of the world. Totally. Think about the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> of the world. <laughs> They're probably going to put a. They would probably put a. 
fucking hey, banner. If they if, if they win that thing, they'll they probably win that, a banner. If not that, Cat would be on Pat Bev's podcast talking about that was more impressive <laughs> than a title. <laughs> hey, look, I know the Nuggets <laughs> just won a ring, but hey, I think what we did <laughs> is a bigger deal. I mean, that's like that's one of the biggest Hail Mary ideas hey, I've ever man. heard in my life. I kind of respect it. I honest, I love it because you know how oblivious you have to be to the rest of the world. He's got to be having a great time inside his own mind. If that's the way you, if you can divorce yourself from reality that much, hey man, he's it's, never. Bored. I wish I had the confidence to say that I was better than Will Chamberlain <laughs> at basketball. I wish that I did. I wish I could say. I wish like to, that he really thinks that he's like a better shooter than like Dirk or Honestly, a better player or whatever. Thing, though, but that gets into the psych. The, the psychology of an NBA or an, an athlete in general. No, you have to be you have to be deliriously co- self confident. Athletes are it. so arrogant for sure all the time in everyday life because they have to be. But I want that you got to. I made oh recently I made the mistake recently of saying that I'm not even going to say the name, but I made the mistake of texting someone after a game, and I'm like, man. You added some playmaking skills. Like, good job, man. Like, that was a great job. They said, I've always yeah, had this yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I know in my mind that you didn't have that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were like, I could always pass. I could always do that. The, I just finally got the shot. I Somebody finally, finally got the sh- shot. Yes. The NBA player's favorite thing to say yes. is that I always had this in my bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was like I, like, I was talking to somebody earlier, and I was laughing because there's this thing that certain players do like once they enter the draft yeah that sometimes guys will be like yeah i'm really excited to get out there and because actually i can do a lot more than i showed yep. i was i was i was i was having to play a role here this year and so you know i didn't get a lot of shots but i can actually do some stuff in the pick and roll i'm really excited to show the other sides to my game and stuff like that yeah. i love it when guys are immediately like, just so you know, I'm really good at some other stuff too. Yeah. Or my favorite, which is that summer league where you see like the guys that haven't made it or they had their shot already and yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. work out for whatever reason, including it was their fault. <laughs> and they come and they're walking like they're the shit with all they pro- the ones that have the most like jewelry and chains on and they probably average like two a game in their career. And you see a lot of that at G at, at the G League and not in the G League, excuse me. And this summer league, yes. you're seeing a lot of that out here. I mean, you're t- you are absolutely Always right. Searching for handshakes, Thousand they're percent. searching for handshakes. It's I. You you see that there you do feel that some of these summer league guys maybe like hang out around the entrance j- just in case, like with their own sharpie, just in case someone comes by. You know what I mean? Hey, you need an autograph? Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I did hear a kid the other day that he was like walking with some of his other friends, and he was holding a blue sh- he was holding a blue sharpie, and the yeah. other friend was kind of mad at him. And the guy holding the blue Sharpie goes, look, the blue shows up easier. I'm sorry. The other guy was like upset because he wanted to use the black Sharpie. And his friend was like, look, the blue one works better. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my God. And this was like they were really going at it. I felt upset. They were what's like, the like, what's the funniest thing you've seen with like PG-13? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you see on the Summer League that is just specifically Summer League. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what's the we funny? just kind of told the first example, but like, what's the, what's the vibe? The vibe that is, I'll tell you what it is. It's there's, there was a kid, there was a kid uh, when I was having to write about the, I was, I was, <laughs> it was right before the Wimby game and I was trying to walk around, kind of get a taste of the scene, you yes. know, trying to see how people were feeling. And there was some kid and he was wearing, 
What's up? What's up? He was wearing these shorts that had dice on them. That's fire. And I was like, man, you were jealous guy, at first. I, huh? No, well, no, I'm jealous now. I okay. think they were great. But I was kind of like, man, he really went for it with the outfit. And then all of a sudden I saw him. I like looked up and his friend was videoing him. And he was like, all right, I'm here. I bet a thousand dollars on this guy. And then I had like the, the aisle. I had to keep moving. I think I know who you're talking about. I'm not going to say their name. I, if you do, that's fine. I, I'm not, I'm not hating on him. It was, it was honestly like the energy was astonishing. Honestly, I, it's kind of jealous. I kind of get jealous because, like, damn, I just don't have the oomph to do that. Oh, I don't have the I I, I don't have the self confidence to do that by myself. I couldn't record a video by myself saying, "All right, <laughs> well, I'm here. Let's do it." No, it. But he. What was so funny was later on that game, I saw him dis- ascend the stairs like two sections over from like me. Like Jesus. I would love if he floated, but he just walked up this. Yeah, I should have just said walk. <laughs> you said like he floated. You acted like he floated. He did. It was. It did. The, he he moved with the spirit of someone that would one day go to heaven for sure. You okay. Know? The, All right. No. All right. So this is not Ringer NBA. This is not real ones, but I kind of want to have a real ones thing for you, real Please. quick, before we get out of here. It's Sunday, but we're going into Monday. Let's do it. What's your real one of the week? My real one of the week. We're bringing the propaganda to the Ringer NBA show. Man, I'm thrilled. I feel honored to even be asked. My real one of the week. This is for last week. Uh, for la- Okay, for last week. Yes. Man, what was that last week? It was 4th of July. 4th of July. Real one of the week is this person that somebody brought uh, some... Uh, some sculpins to a Fourth of July party. This is this good beer that I like. Oh, okay. And I, it's an anonymous shout out to them, but they brought it, and I'm very, I really appreciate that. I don't know who it was at the party that I was at that brought it, but I, it's a great beer, and I was excited to have it. Okay. If you, I, I, I should have thought more about it, but we're also on a time crunch. I feel you know. All right, I'm gonna. What's give, yours? I'm gonna give it to Lil B. <laughs> Lil B. Wait, who's that? You don't know who Lil B is? No. Do you want to? Do you need the base god curse? Oh, little B. Fuck. Yes, I know who little B. Hey, Wait, what did he hey, do? Hey, little B, spare the guy for Please. the base god curse. I like your I like your fuck Kevin Durant song. I sing it every morning. No, <laughs> I I I I didn't understand what was happening for a second. <laughs> I know who you are. Don't curse me. I sincerely it's my I think it's still my ringtone fuck Kevin Durant. I'm not sure. But it, I, hey, you I gotta relax, him. bro. He's moved on to you have to no, as well. No, I don't care. It, I'm, I'm, I really want him to find some. I'm happy he's back to using his burners on threads. I want him to. I, I want him to be happy. All right, that's it. Lil B is my real one of the week. Um, that's but wait, what did he do though to make him the real one of the week? What, what did he do? Something specifically, or just in general? He's just in general. I've, I was well, going see, on a I big like Lil B like kick lately i've been listening like praying for a brick i've been listening to bitch mob anthem i've been locked in we'll see then i like if it can just be if it, it doesn't have to be something that happened last week it can just be anybody well he he kills it every week so that's true all right man ben cruz is telling us to wrap this shit up oh, cruz is uh, we got a team dinner later um let's uh let's wrap it up that was another edition of the ringer nba show special edition with my guy tyler parker i am logan murdoch we will see you next time real ones we'll be back on thursday talk soon tap in Allah. ha 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 bye yeehaw